just was something dear. I loved politics growing up. Uh, if I hadn't been a preacher, that was something that I probably would have wanted to do one day. Uh, it just has been something that's, uh, um, I've, I've enjoyed the history of this nation um, and uh, it just love it. But, but I started seeing a decline in this nation when I was a young boy and, and then especially when I got saved, I began to see a decline that was going on in the country and I saw morality go and just uh, godlessness that began to invade our country. And I, I was, I, I'm in the middle of a series. We've been doing a series on fellowship. And I just wrestled with God. I, I prepared that message, and I'm ready to go with that next week. We've been talking about fellowship, koinonia. And I could fit that in. It would go today, and I could give you a great message on that. And I'm going to give you that message because it's very important. What, uh, we've talked about the Apostles' Doctrine. We've talked about uh, fellowship. And we've talked about uh, um, breaking, we're going to talk about breaking of bread and prayer. And that was what I was going to talk to you about today was the breaking of bread. Very important. Uh, and and it's, you're going to see why God included that in our fellowship. But I, I just, I, then I was trying to force a, mer- a, a message for the 4th of July when holidays roll around, you kind of force things. I'm not traditional to preach a lot of, of those things. And um, today I just, I just was just stirring in my spirit and asking God. So yesterday, I, the day before, I was trying to just force something, listening to things, looking at things. And the, I couldn't find anything, but it was still churning in me. And if I got up and said, what would you say on the, the, the birth of your nation and independence that was such a great nation? And I told Marcy, I can't say anything that we're in a good place today. I can't say, I can't get up and, 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 and our, if our forefathers saw where we are as a nation. I, could, I can't get up and just tell you everything's okay. Uh, I love the nation. So I don't want you to think what I'm going to share today is bashing our nation. I hope our nation has revival like Caleb was praying and Daniel was saying. I pray, I pray God in his infinite wisdom and mercy would have a turning in this nation. This nation has been so good, so good to the, to the entire world. God, God purposed this nation. You study the nation. You study the divine sovereignty of God leading Columbus here. And, and just it's just miraculous. It's nothing but a miracle. Nothing but a miracle. The pilgrims, the separatists, the, 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 the bringing of God's word to this land, the freedom to do that. Uh, do, do, reading the history of things like uh, Benjamin Franklin when they're in there, uh, they, were, they had already Already created the Declaration of Independence, and they have another meeting in the 1780s where they're going to uh, take and decide some things. and And, and they're they're in Independence Hall, writing, uh, d- dealing with how is this nation going to be structured. And they come out, and Benjamin Franklin's older now, and the woman says, uh, "Mr. Franklin, are we going to be a monarchy or are we, are we going to be a republic?" And Mr. Franklin said, "It will be a republic, ma'am, if you can keep it." If you can keep it. And, and this history has sucked. In other words, and what they were doing was in that place, they were trying to worry about the states having too much power and control. They wanted the control of the government to be upon you, the people. They wanted it to be you that carried that. But it, but it came with a great responsibility, uh, this liberty and this freedom. It's a republic if you can keep it. Because it goes contrary to everything in the Word of God because sinful men need restraint. They need government. So, so for the first time, these founders were going to try 
try something that was literally almost impossible. We're going to give the power. We're going to give, we're going to give freedom to a people, God-given freedom back to a people if they can keep it. But the only way, and you read it over and over, the only way they can do that is if they are Christian nation, if they're led by God. And, and, and we were that up until uh, uh, just uh, a few, several years back where we began to take a wrong turn and uh, even politicians got up and said we are no longer a Christian nation and, and begin to say that. I hope the future is there's a turning. But, but I want to tell you this, and this is what God laid on my heart. I began to read a lot of things and look at a lot of things, and I just want to talk to you about uh, uh, God has already begun to desolate America. God has already begun to desolate America. And, and if you got your Bibles, turn with me. It won't be on the screen. This won't be a good polished message. I, 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 I gleaned a lot of this uh, from people who have spoken in the past uh, to this nation to warn. And, and uh, I just, uh, just want to share it. I, I looked over this this morning uh, in my office. And I'm just going to try to give you what I feel like is on my heart. And then at the end, I feel like I, I just feel a heaviness in my heart. Uh, not a sadness. Not God's people are okay. And we're going to leave here uplifted. But, we're gonna, but I want to I leave with the time of prayer. Because I know one thing about our founders. Whenever they got in trouble, they got back together and they began to pray for the nation. Whenever they got in trouble, the president would put out a fast and a, and a prayer and a declaration. And so I just want us to pray at the end of this message today for this nation. And so if you got your Bibles, Ezekiel 33, verses 28 through 29. And, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase these verses. It says, For I will lay the land most desolate, and the pomp of her strength shall cease, and the mountains of Israel shall be desolate. Then I'm going to skip down. Then shall they know that I am the Lord. When I have laid the land most desolate because of all their abominations which they have committed. I'm going to lay the land bare because and desolate because of all. I mean, you know, desolate, I looked it up a while ago, and de the word desolate, uh, I'm, I'm going to try not to shout. I'm a shouting preacher, and I'm trying not to shout because I don't want you to think I'm angry at you this morning or angry at America, but I just want to give you the Word of God and what the Word of God says. I want to give you a warning. And, and I want us to heed the warning. Desolation is a state of complete emptiness or destruction. Uh, and, and so, Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. God, we thank you that there is always hope. And God, but, uh, but Father, we know in your word that, God, there come times where people... Uh, God, the good time prophets get up and continue to prophesy, uh, God, uh, good times ahead when, when, when the handwriting's on the wall. And so, Father, uh, God, we, we've seen a, a, an opportunity for this nation now to repent. We've had warnings, 9-11. We've had uh, COVID. We've had, uh, Lord, Katrina. We've had all sorts of warnings in this nation, God. And, uh, and yet, there's been a, a, a momentarily maybe turning to God, but there has not been a, a long-standing repentance in this land, God. And if anything, we've waxed worse and worse, God. We've seen, God, just a turning of gender confusion 
We've seen more of God taking out, taken out of the society. If anything, more of God taken out of our courtrooms, more of God taken out of our universities, more of God taken out of the classroom, uh, God, than we've ever seen. Uh, in, 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 Lord, there's more freedom in other nations to do these things than there is in our own nation. God take, taken out of the military. God taken out of every facet of this society with, the, with, with our, our leaders saying, you're not welcome here. You're not welcome here. We know we started with you, but we got it from here and you're not welcome here. And God, uh, we were going to go into the Word of God and we're going to look at what happens, God. You've given us ample warning in Scripture of what happens to nations who do such things. There's been nations that have seen God destruction and desolation that have done far less than what America has done. And Lord, you've been so good to this nation. You've been so merciful to this nation. And we're so grateful that we stand here today in a church, God, and worship you, God. And yes, there's, there's, there's many Christians in this land, and we're grateful for them. But God, we want to see a turning in this land, God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. This, the scripture that I read to you is a, in Ezekiel is just it's a warning from Almighty God. God has made it perfectly clear. He says, if any nation corrupts itself and becomes hopelessly wicked, I will desolate that nation until they know that I'm God. I'll I'll allow desolation to come until they know that I'm God. They've forgotten me. They have forgotten me. The word desolate means to desert. It means to render unfit for habitation. It means to strip of friends and hope, to forsake, to abandon, to ruin, to devastate. And America is on its way to being such a place. Most people are tired of hearing this kind of message. They don't want to hear that. That's why we have uh, so many churches now that that are just places to go and just to feel good, to have self-scratch, and and, and we're seeing people empty those now because uh, because you can only tickle the flesh for so long. It's got to be tickled in a greater manner. Amen? And we've got so many places void of the truth. We want to run to our movies. We want to run to our television. We want to run to our phones. But the last thing... Thing we want to hear is a real prophet and a real preacher thundering from the pulpits across America telling America, hey, the, we're beginning to see desolation in this nation. And most of us are tired of that. I can't take any more bad news and now I come to church and you're going to give me this. I, I just won't come. I'd rather duck my head in the sand. I'd rather go somewhere else where they're going to tell me good times are ahead. Everything's okay. I don't want to hear warnings anymore. But I'm going to tell you something. It's always been that way in God's Word. When you read men and women that fall into sin, backslide in nations that go into such places, there is always the people wanting to close their ear and only wanting good times times to be prophesied. Amen? And sadly, there aren't many people left in America who say that it can't happen here anymore. See, Wilkerson, for years, prophesied things like this. Uh, Billy Graham and others warned that if God didn't apologize to Sodom, Sodom uh, that, 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 that because if He didn't destroy America for the things that it's doing, He would have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. That, 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 I mean, we've had preachers that have warned us over and over. Leonard Ravenhill thundered messages about, about Sodom had no Bible. What's your excuse? We've, ha- we've had it. 
And we had it at, at a time. And, 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 and people said, oh, that's foolish, man. When David Wilkerson wrote the vision, way back when, he said there's going to be a thousand fires in the streets of New York. Everybody told him, do not publish that. You're a fool. You're crazy. You're over as a minister if you publish this. He said, I have to publish what I've seen. I have to publish what God is telling me. I cannot help but do it. I've got to tell the people. And folks, they said, don't do it. And, and and, and, but I tell you what, when 9-11 hit, they were calling Times Square Church. They were calling him. They were calling people and saying, is this it? Is this what you saw? Is this what is going on? And now we even see with COVID the whole world being shut down. There's not many people who say it can't come here anymore. And most Americans recognize now that ominous times are ahead. That, that, that something is out of our control now. That there's something supernatural going on. And, and the voice inside of the American soul, deep down, if you just get honest, beginning to think, or maybe we're no longer number one anymore in the world. There's something going on inside that knows we're going downhill fast. And, 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 and I could list the signs of decay. I could list you have transgender athletes now performing. I could list you have gender confusion that now we say a parent doesn't have the right to decide what their child is. That, that that, 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 that wait till they get to a certain point and let them decide for themselves. We have mental illness like crazy. We have our streets turned into war zones now. We had fires in our streets not too long ago because people can't get along. We had people going inside of stores and looting in the United States of America. You watched it on your news every night. Amen? I watched just a couple of days on the news ago. A man in New York just runs a lady down on the street, tackles her, and just begins to grope her in broad daylight. And you tell me we're okay? I could list all kinds of things that you've become immune to. Because of your televisions and your iPhones, because we've watched it over periods of time. Marcy and I have tried try to find something to watch on television, and every now and then we go back, way back to some shows, and it's unbelievable. Every one of them, you just see where they started taking things out, started conditioning you to divorce, started conditioning you to sex outside of marriage, started conditioning you to men with men and women with women, just started conditioning you to hating the father in the home, started conditioning you to hating the church, and I don't need the the church and the church, you know, the, the, uh, you know, organized religion is terrible and all the church is terrible and just started re just watching it, the decline of, of these things in our minds and in our hearts. And I could go on and on and on how desolation is at work in this nation. Amen. It's all around us, but sadly, we are very immune to it. And let me show you what God did to nations Way less sinful than America. And you say, well, that's Old Testament. It, it lacks the grace of the New Testament. But nothing could be further from the truth. And I'm going to show you this in God's Word. The Apostle Paul wrote this in 1 Corinthians 10, 11. He said, now all these things, all these things happen to them for examples. And they're written, Daniel, 
For our admonition whom the ends of the world are to come. And guess what he's speaking about in that very passage? He's talking about the desolation of Israel while he's addressing that in that passage of Scripture. Peter said in, uh, in, in, in 2 Peter 2.6, Peter said, God desolated Sodom and Gomorrah as an example to all ungodly societies that would come thereafter. Would you not say that's the truth? Are they not put on as an example to us of what happens to nation that, that, that no longer look at, after the poor, that get at ease, that become lax in Zion, a nation that no longer cares about one another, that no longer looks after one another? He, he began to tell us what begins to happen to such people. And here's what 2 Peter 2.6, this is your New Testament Bible. And God turning the cities of Sodom and, and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with the overthrow, making them an example unto those that should live ungodly afterwards. Let me read it again. And God turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into fire. Condemn them with an overthrow. Making them an example to you, America. That should live ungodly. It doesn't matter. We're under grace, right? Jude, that one little book of Jude, such a power-packed book. Listen to what Jude writes in Jude 7. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication. I thought it didn't matter if I waited till I married. Listen, and, and that doesn't mean there's not forgiveness for these things, but we can't go on as though that, that it's okay, as though God doesn't care. Or how about this? And going after strange flesh, incest, homosexuality, lesbianism, or set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of an eternal fire. In Paul, in Peter, and in Jude, three witnesses who confirm that the desolation of nations is meant to instruct and warn us. It's meant to warn us that, 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 that I'm going to destroy and desolate Sodom and this societies whose sin has reached to the heavens so that every succeeding generation will have a clear understanding of what's expected when judgment comes. Now let's consider some of these desolations that were sent forth as examples. Look at Leviticus 26. Listen to what it says here. God shows those who reject Him and become wicked what happens to those nations. But if you will not hearken unto me, He says in verses 14 through 20 of Leviticus 26, but if you will not hearken unto me and will not do all these things which I command, but that you break my covenant, I also will do this to you. I will even appoint over you terror. Are we not living in a time of terror? Consumption, tuberculosis, and burning of you that shall consume the eyes and shall cause sorrow of heart. And you shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. That's what's happening, folks. We're, we're building stuff and we're, we're, we're raising crops and we're sending them to China. You, 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 you sow your seed in vain, for your enemies will eat it. And I will set my face against you, and you shall be slain before your enemies. They that hate you shall reign over you, and you shall, and, and ye shall flee when none pursueth you. They, I mean, Lord, the NBA who's owned by China tells everybody what to do now. 
And if you will not yet for all this heart, if we say something about America's great, be turned back to America, do this for America, you better shut up and you better listen to China. Right? They hold the purse strings. They hold the money bag. And, 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 so, and I will break the power of your pride, he says, and I will make your heaven as though it's iron and your earth is brass and your strength shall be spent in vain for your land shall not yield her increase. Neither shall your trees of the land yield their fruit. Have you looked out west lately? It's on fire. It's a drought. That's where a lot of our food comes from. That's where a lot of our crops come from. Amen? And, and he says, I will strip the nation and make it vulnerable. Listen, Isaiah was another place. Listen to this warning in Isaiah 1, 4-7. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. Why should you be stricken anymore? You will revoke more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart is faint. Your country is desolate, Isaiah says. Your cities are burned, Israel, with fire. And your land, strangers, devour it in your presence. And it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. How close is America to that description? China, Russia, Iran... Europe, devouring our landmarks, swallowing our property, swallowing our businesses, consuming everything in sight. And we're helpless to react against it. And God wanted something more for America. God loves this nation. God cares for this nation. God planted this nation as a city on a hill. God rose it up as a light to the whole world. To be a beacon and to go and plant missionaries around the world. And to be givers around the world. But now the biggest thing we export around the world is Hollywood smut and pornography. And the, the, here's the promise to any land that hears his voice. And if you study the history of our nation, not this junk called revisionist history and the stuff they're peddling out and been peddling in schools for years and years and years and years. That's trash. But here's what George Washington stood in New York, which was our first capital, by the way. And he stood there at Wall Street and, and proclaimed Deuteronomy 28 that, the bless, that God would bless the nations that obey him and that he would curse the nations that, 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 that did not. And he warned America. He warned us way into the future to us and said, hey, America, heed the warning. And he read it. And here's what comes on a prosperous nation that follows God. Listen, in Deuteronomy 28, the Lord shall command his blessing upon you. He shall bless you in the land. He'll make you, uh, he, the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure and to bless all the work of your hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations and shall not borrow. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above all. That was us. 
That was my life growing up. That was especially my parents' life and their parents growing up. That was what we're just on the back end of reaping those things that we're so blessed right now to still have a semblance of those things. But they were there because of that very scripture because we obeyed the Lord and we sought the Lord in everything that we did. And God blessed and rose up this nation. Amen. And we once held the blessings of God because at a time, God was honored here. He was honored in our school. In the school, the textbook was the Bible. No young people. It was the Bible. That's where people learn their ABCs out of the Bible. In public schools. Our congresses were opened up with reverence for God, not some other God and ending it with amen and a women, which is blasphemous. We had the blessings because presidents and Congress acknowledged God and legislatures praised God. Moses says when a nation rejects God, here's what he says in Deuteronomy 28. He says confusion and rebuke will fall on you. Sickness will cleave to you. Your nation will become panic stricken. Folks, we are in fear. We fear our own shadow now. We fear everything in this nation. The stranger living in your midst will be lifted up and you should be brought very low. Look at your borders. Look at your border crisis. He shall lend to you and he will be the head and you will become the tail. Tremendous unheard of plagues and diseases will come upon you. And the Lord who wanted to rejoice in blessing you instead will turn on you, Deuteronomy says. He will rejoice in desolating your land and bringing you to nothing. And I'm going to give you a modern day example of this and it's called the Soviet Union, the USSR. A godless people. A godless government at one time. Not all of them, but for the most part, it unleashed hell on the earth. It was a horrible thing. I've been there. I've seen the remnants of it years and years later in Moldova and Romania and places over in that part of the world. What communism does, the evil of this thing called communism that is demonic and devilish and out of the pits of hell and says there is no God, the government is your God. Amen? And in one day, God brought it down. In one day, God brought this godless empire to its knees and brought it down before the whole world as a warning to America, as a warning to the world of this is what happens when you take God out of your society. That place becomes desolate. It becomes devastated. And that's exactly what happened to the Soviet Union. And Isaiah had foretold what God would do to nations as an example. Isaiah 47, 8 through 11. Therefore, hear this now. You that dwellest carelessly that say in your heart I am and there is none beside me thou hast trusted in your own in thine wickedness therefore shall evil come upon you and thou shalt not know from whence it is risen and mischief shall fall upon you and you shall not be able to put it off and desolation shall come upon you suddenly which thou shalt not know and that's exactly what happened to the downfall of the Soviet Union in a day man Gorbachev tear down that 
wall. Bam! And people started flooding out of countries where they'd been oppressed and where there had been no... And people started flooding in like Melvin Slotin and, and friends of Romania and other people taking the Bible into Russia and into schools and into, into Moldova and into places that had been starved into Romania and began to see the hellish things that were inside of those places of a nation that no longer has God. Amen? And he brought down the Soviet Union to get the world's attention. Because they said there is no God. And we saw the bread lines on our television. And we saw the unemployment at greater than 50% in their streets. And we saw their stores on our news at night as, as, as they began. Tom Brokoff and whoever was back there, Cronkite or whoever was back there during those days. We saw them get on the news and show this in the Soviet Union. And we didn't heed the warning that now America, if you want to take God out of your society, now America, if you want to push God out of the wings, that your nation can become desolate over overnight as well. Amen? Listen to Leviticus, Leviticus 26, 26. And when I've broken the staff of your bread, that's your economy, ten women shall bake your bread in one oven, and they shall deliver you your bread again by weight, and you shall eat and not be satisfied. That happened in the Soviet Union. You just sit down with my friend Naku, who talks about getting up for several hours before he would go to his shift at work only to get to the front of the line and there'd be no bread left in the store. None. And God says, if, if you do the same thing they did, your land will become desolate as well. And he allows the desolation to those who will not heed the warning. And he does it for, for a reason. Listen to Jeremiah 22. If you shall not hear these words, I swear by myself, saith the Lord, that this house shall become a desolation, Jeremiah says. This is about Israel. This is about his own people. Listen to what Second Chronicles 37. And be not ye like your fathers and like your brethren which trespassed against the Lord God of their fathers, who therefore gave them up to desolation as you see. Now why did God give them up to desolation because of their sins because of their sins because of the wickedness in that nation listen to what Micah 6 13 says I make thee sick and smiting thee in making thee desolate because of your sins that's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm allowing it. Zephaniah 1, 14 through 17. The great day of the Lord is near. A day of trouble. A day of distress. A day of wasteness. A day of desolation. A day of darkness. Of gloominess. And I will bring distress upon men because they've sinned against the Lord. Maybe because they flaunted pride in people's faces. Right? And God has an ultimate purpose behind the desolations. It's hopefully either they will repent or there'll be desolation. The hope is repentance. His judgments are always redemptive. They're always, I've blessed you, I've prospered you, I've done everything I possibly can. And now I have to do this in order for you to recognize this is what happens without God in hopes that you'll turn back to me. Amen? One of the worst things probably happened to America after 9-11 is that God prospered us again.
Ezekiel 33, 29. Then, they shall, then shall they know that I am the Lord when I have laid the land most desolate because of all their abominations which they have committed. Listen to Ezekiel 20, 26. I polluted them in their own gifts in that they caused to pass through the fire all that openeth the womb that I might make them desolate to the end that they might know that I am the Lord. I'm doing these things so that America, Russia, and other people will know that I am the Lord thy God. Amen? I blessed you to lead you to repentance and you still didn't honor me. And so maybe if I allow desolation, which you're really bringing on yourself, maybe it will cause you to turn back and cry out to God. It's a mercy call, folks. I'll remove from you your lofty place, from your lofty place, and lay her in her dust. That's what he said about Israel. I'll remove her from her lofty place, lay her in the dust. That's what is pretty much happening to America. We're full of pride, and our pride and arrogance, we'll rebuild bigger, we'll rebuild better, and there's no mention of God anywhere, and there's no mention that God made us this great. It's, it's all about us, our military, our economy. Our economy is unbreakable. Nothing can stop us. Nothing can shatter us. Nothing can do this. And, 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 and sadly, we're at such a prideful place, and God can only lay us low in our pride and bring us to a lofty place where we're laid in the dust. Amen? And that's the way it is. Is right now. Our courts are a joke. Our universities are a joke. Our schools are a joke. We're a laughing stock to the world. Our problems are mounting up before heaven and we don't see a way out. And we used to have all the answers because God gave us the wisdom and knowledge and understanding to do the most remarkable things in the world. Amen? But desolation is calm because we do not need God. And God is showing us differently that America, you do need me. Young person, you do need God. You do need me. Science who pushed me out through evolution and all these other things, you do need me. And so God desolates nations in two ways. The way of the lion and the way of the moth. The way of the lion is the way he did coming against Russia. That's the way it was allowed to come at Russia. Swift and fast in just a moment. Like, like they didn't have the same warning that Noah had where 120 years and there's time to repent. All of a sudden there's just this, this like a lion pouncing coming in one night and, and the, the Soviets saw this come upon us. But, but that's not what's happening to necessarily in America. Uh, that's what, ha you know, uh, in one night the angels came and there's sudden destruction in the morning that we see in Sodom and other good places. Hosea 13, 7 and 10 says, Therefore, I will be unto them as a lion. I will be thy king. Where is any other that, that, that may save thee? Listen to Amos 3, 8. The lion hath roared. Who will not fear? There's places where God comes like a lion, roaring, where he comes just, just swift and he comes fast. But then there's another place where I think like he's coming to America and that's desolating it like a moth showing mercy probably because of our history 
showing and because of so many believers still in this place crying out to God, but showing us mercy. I don't think he's pouncing. I think it's more desolation that's coming on us like a moth. Listen to what Hosea 5, 11 through 12. Because he willingly walked after or away from the commandment, therefore will I be unto him, uh, unto Ephraim as a moth, and to the house of Judah as rottenness. In other words, a slow rot from inside. Just a slow rot from, from the core. A slow rot from inside. Psalms 39, 11. When, when thou uh, with rebukest dost correct men for iniquity, thou makest his beauty to consume away like a moth. The Bible says there in Psalms 39, 11. And America is now under the invasion of destroying moths. They are eating away all our revered institutions, the family, our school system, our economic base, our judicial system, a slow rot that is consuming us from within and the very fabric of the nation has become moth-eating. The Bible says if the foundation be destroyed, my goodness, what can the righteous even do? Amen? And that's why we started preaching about foundations. If you're not on the right foundation in the days ahead, if your hope is in America or Russia or China or the UN or science or this hospital or your company, you're on the wrong foundation. You better get on the foundation that will last and that's the foundation of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? The fabric of this nation, would you not say, has become moth-eaten? We've had warnings. We've had signs of desolation. We've had 9-11. We've had Katrina. An entire city desolated. It's unbelievable that God gave us mercy and we have such wealth in this nation that we could rebuild a city like that. Unbelievable that we've had the, the power to do those things. It, it, and, 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 uh, and we've had recoveries. But I'm telling you, folks, it, it will not kill the moth until we repent. It will not kill the rot. Uh, that man right there, Burl, I know he knows it. He sees it right within the police force. We've seen the rot. We've seen the crime in our cities. We've seen the, 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 the to coming to a place where we don't even honor or even want police in our cities anymore. You talk about the rot and the, and the fabric of our nation coming unglued and, and tearing apart, folks. I'm telling you, this is in the Word of God and we see it over and over. There's the COVID moth. There's the education moth. There's the homosexuality moth. There's the financial moth that, that will keep our banking system and manufacturing base crumbling. There's the moth of sin that will cause evil men to wax worse and worse now that's in our nation. And the worst judgment that I said God could pour on our nation is if He gives us another wave of prosperity. Because you know what happens? Here's what we say. We got out of that one. We didn't need God. Just send Him away. Right? And we will become like the people in Noah's day. The Bible said prosperity continued all the way to the end, Daniel. They were eating. They were drinking. Right up until the day that Noah got onto the ark. And they wouldn't come. Prosperity may be our worst thing. If we're not careful. 
Ezekiel 33 says that, that uh, tells us just what's ahead for America. God's watchmen will soon cry out their final warnings. There will come a last call. There will come a last man standing in a pulpit like this and warn. There, there, there will come a last uh, person that will do that. Soon there will be no more need to prophesy because the enemy will be at our gate. It'll be too late. And we've seen that over and over in the Word of God. We've seen God's watchmen come up and prophesy and tell about these things all the way until the Babylonians are under the walls, all the way until they're coming, all the way till the handwriting is on the wall and judgment comes. And so God gives His people warning after warning after warning because He wants to deliver them. And already we see the silencing of the watchmen in this nation. And we see it in Canada. Put them in handcuffs. Take them away. Carry them off. Anyone that dares to speak truth. Anyone that dares to get up and, and, and use words like repentance. And turn from your sin. And turn from evil. And turn from your wicked ways. And turn to God and live. The true God. The God who shed His blood for you. The God who gave His life for you. The God who this nation was originally set up under. Those founders knew. They knew who they served. God gives His people warning after warning to deliver them. And so nobody in this room will be able to say, I didn't know. Or we didn't know. And that's why he says in, in, in Ezekiel, Therefore whoever sounds the sound of the trumpet and takes not warning... If the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. And he heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. So the message here today is that you've heard the warning. You've heard that desolation's already here. It's already come. Can we stay up? Time will tell. Will there be a repentance? Will there be a revival? Will there be a great awakening? I sure hope so. But if not, you have the sound of the trumpet warning you and showing you in Scripture what happened happens to nations that do not repent and continue to push God out of their societies. And not only do you have ancient examples, you have modern day examples. Amen? Amen. And I could go to others like the London Fire, and I could go to all kind of other more modern places that it happened to, that God never set the sun on the British Empire. Well, guess what? They turned from God too, and they've never been the same again either. Let me give you a little warning here, and I promise I'm going to come to a close and I'm going to end it because you all look kind of sad. I'm going to end you on a high note. Can I tell you something to all you preppers? All your safe havens are going to collapse. Should we go this way? Should, should, should we continue to go this way? Not the, not the righteous I'm talking about, but the wicked. Listen to what God does in those times and in those nations. It says this, when, 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 when a nation is allowed to be desolated because of its sin, and because of the abomination, and because of its forgetting God, it says He seeks out the wicked in hiding. The hoarders, the walled in, the well prepared, all those seeking to outlast the judgment. Here's what He says in Ezekiel 33, 27. No amount of wealth will see them through the collapse. It's inevitable. And here's what he says. There's no escape. Surely they that are in the waste shall fall by the sword. And him that is in the open field will I give to the beast to be devoured. And they that be in the forts and in the caves shall die of pestilence. COVID can get through your, through your, uh, your, your prepper cave just as well as it can get 
anywhere else that the Bible says. Surely all these things will be in the multitudes of Americans right now. I see these people who are fearful, afraid of God. I got my guns. I got my Bible. I got my this. I got my can of beans. I got everything. I'm ready to go. I got news for you. That can all be laid desolate as well. You better have your trust and hope in Almighty God. Amen? There's no other hiding place but Him. No other. If he tells you to prepare, you prepare. If he tells you to just trust, then you trust. If he tells you to prepare, guess what? It's so somebody else, you can help somebody else with it. Not selfishly hoard. There's no safe hiding places. Go to your hideouts. The rich can go to all their hideouts that they want to. The germs of pestilence can find them there just as well as anywhere. Amos 9, 2-3 through 3 says this. Though, though they dig into hell. Though they dig into hell. Thence shall mine hand take them. Though they climb into heaven, thence will I bring them down. And though they hide themselves on the top of Mount Carmel, I will search and take them from thence. And though they be hid from my sight in the bottom of the sea, thence I command the serpent and he shall bite them. You can run, but you can't hide. And that's where we're headed as a nation if we don't repent. I've been to third world nations. I've seen the devastation. I've seen the evilness of nations that don't serve God. It's not pretty. If you truly want to know how it, how it ends when God desolates a nation, then you could study Lamentation. I'm going to read one more scripture, then I'm going to go to the good place. Listen to what Lamentation says about Jerusalem and Judah. She weeps now, sore in the night. Her enemies prosper. The Lord afflicts her for the multitude of her transgressions. She cannot believe her end has come. Her strength is gone. The Lord has become her enemy. Her laws have failed. Her enemies now hiss against her. Young men lie in her streets. It is only the Lord's mercy she is not consumed. Fear has come upon her. Pitiful women kill their own children. Her children are meat for destruction. She has polluted herself with blood. Her streets are unsafe. She is utterly rejected by the Lord, but does not know her end has come. Folks, you go to your big cities right now, there's so many homeless in the streets violently fighting each other. David Wilkerson had a message one time, these beggars are a sign. And they're a sign to you. And to me. These beggars in our streets, that there's so many of them. And just wait till the housing bubble pops. These beggars are a sign. Folks, I know everybody, I know you want to get me to get up here and tell you the good times are going to roll forever at a nation that is borrowing itself into a debt so fast. 22 trillion. We are giving loans to people we know cannot pay them. We are paying for houses so inflated right now. And we are on the verge. You think it's bad now for a loaf of bread? We are on the verge of hyperinflation. When you start seeing the interest rates go up, which the Fed is saying it's inevitable, when you start seeing that, it is a blood, it's a bleeding that has to Try to stop the hemorrhaging. You're in inflation now if they would just tell you the truth. 
Just see what you paid last week versus what you paid this week. And see what you paid a year ago versus what you paid now. And see how much smaller the container size is that you're paying more for, that they're trying to deceive you that it's the same size as what you used to buy. Yet God's message to His children is different. And I want to leave you on a high note. Here's what the Spirit says to the righteous. That we need not fear when we see desolation coming. That you don't have to be afraid. That you don't have to fear. Listen to what he says in Proverbs 3, 25 and 26. Be not afraid of sudden fear. Neither of the desolation or the wicked. When it cometh. For the Lord shall be your confidence. And shall keep your foot from being taken. God is your refuge. God is your strength. God is your hiding place. God is your, your, your strong tower that the righteous can run in and be saved. Folks, your antidote for fear is found right there. You trust in God. That's why we're begging you to get in the Word of God. That's why we're begging you, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's what you're going to stand on in the days ahead when everything is crumbling around you and everything is being shaken. That can be shaken. That only that which remains is that which cannot be shaken. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This can't be shaken out of you, folks. This can't be shaken. This can't be shaken. Though the earth be removed. Though, though, though those seas roar. No matter, though economies crumble and nations fall and others rise up and one goes ahead of the other. This right here, folks. I've sat with people. I've sat, my dad and I have sat with martyrs. We are, are people that were almost martyred and been with martyrs. We sat with a man, I've told you a hundred times, Elijah Popa, just sits there. He's been under a nation that's gone under desolation. They saw their economy crash in a day. Their money was worthless. How are we going to eat? How are we going to make it? Because they were in this and they were not shaken and they fed. They were eating. They, they, they took care of everything. They had clothes. Everything was okay with the believers. God watched over them. They were okay. They prospered. They were taken care of. Was it hard? Yes. But they were amazing people. And he lit up on his face even when he went to jail for being a believer. And he just kept saying it was the most wonderful time. It was the most wonderful time. It was the most glorious time. I've never been so close. Close to Jesus as I was in those times. If God fulfills his promises of judgment, is he not also faithful to fulfill his promises to you? Absolutely he is. Trust in Him to preserve these promises. That, 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 that though the earth be removed, that all these things happen, that, that we're okay. Secondly, Christ alone will be your only secure hiding place. Jesus Himself is going to gather up His bodies of believers. He's going to embrace you. You know, if you get raptured out tomorrow, great. But if you don't, uh, if we got to go a little longer, guess what? Jesus is going to take you up in His arms. And just like that guy, just like Corey Tim Boom, just like Richard Wormbrand, just like others who have gone through a lot of horrible and horrific times, just like your brothers in Syria right now, and Iran, and Iraq, and Israel, and all across the world, there are people that are suffering in China, in North Korea, and just 
just like that. They have a hiding place. They have a hiding place. They are secretly safe within the arms of God. And he grabs them up and he hides them while the storm is brewing. And folks, if you want to tell your children something where they can be safe, quit telling them to buy beans and beanie weenies and tell them there's a hiding place in Jesus Christ that will shelter them from anything that comes on the face of the earth. I close with this, Isaiah 32 and 2. And a man shall be as a hiding place from the wind and a covert from the tempest. Christ is our only hiding place. He is all you need. There used to be a song, He is all I need. He is all I need. Jesus is all I need. He is all I need. He is all I need. Jesus is all I need. America may get to go back to those days of realizing He's all we need. I don't need an iPhone. I don't need a car. I don't need a house. He is all I need. I don't need fancy equipment on a stage. I don't need a fancy building. If it's just a few of us huddled in a living room in the dark, worrying about people invading us from outside. He is all I need. He is all I need. Jesus, we're going to learn that our God is enough. Our God is more than enough. Our, the God who, who, who had terrified little pilgrims and half of them come across there and half of them die because it's so cold and so frigid, but they want to get away from the reign of King George and the tyranny and not being able to worship God. And here they come huddled in a little boat and by divine providence, He is all we need. God is leading them. How are we going to eat? But Daddy, how are we going to make it? Oh, that's a long way. Where are we going? How are we going to make it across? He is all we need. He is all we need. Come on. Well, now the first winter, they're dying. How are we going to get food? He is all we need. And now by divine providence, he took those guys lifted in that little room. How are we going to set up a government? How are we going to form a more perfect union? How are we going to establish justice? How are we going to have a place where people can be free? How we can't we can't do this? How we're just ordinary men? How can we? He is all we need. Amen. And God falls in that little Pennsylvania your room. I've been inside there. I've stood in that sacred hollow place. I've watched where this government was formed by the hand of God through men, just like this Bible was written by the hand of God through men. And, the, and God was all they needed. Amen? And somehow we've gotten away from that. And, and we've got to come back. And maybe through desolation, maybe through just we, prosperity hasn't worked, so maybe just through. And thank God He's being so merciful with just the moth eating a little bit here and eating a little bit there so it's not so overwhelming because he doesn't hate you. He loves you. Amen. He loved the Soviet Union. Guess what? Revival took place there. Bibles came through there. I have wonderful brothers and sisters there that serve God now. And they are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. And God loved them. He knows how to deal with that nation. He knows how to deal with this nation. He knows how to deal with all the nations in the world. Amen. And there's no need to fear. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And that's where we started. I, 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 I preached Wednesday night to a group of youth. And here's, I don't know if you're playing, playing song, whatever. We, we, and the one message that God dropped in my spirit was the message I preached at the first of this year. Only one foundation will stand in the coming storm. Only one foundation. 
that, that, that everything is being shaken and that, that only one foundation. But you've got to be on the solid rock now. It's not Buddha. It's not Muhammad. It's not Allah. It's not, I've got to get my education. I've got to get this. I've got to get that. It, it, it's, it's that I've got to be on Christ. The ingredients of that foundation is Christ died. Christ was buried. And Christ rose again. If you put your trust in that, you're on a solid rock. And then he said, he, then he said, and I'll give you the keys to the kingdom, Angie. I'll give you power. I'll give you power. If you confess that I'm the Christ, you'll be on a solid rock, and then I'll give you power. I'll give you power to stand in places, in societies, in fluids, in other nations, at work, in, in, in the marketplace, and you'll be my witnesses. You'll be my witnesses of this life and this power. I'll give you the keys. Whatever you bind on this earth should be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on this earth should be loosened in heaven. And while the rest of the people are fearful and running, scared and afraid, You'll be able to point them to me. You'll be able to tell them where there is safety. You'll be able to tell them where the hiding place is. And boy, I'm going to tell you, I can't say that enough. If you don't have the book, The Hiding Place, I'll just say that too. Read it by Corey Tim Boom. You want to talk about getting prepared? That would be a great way to prepare for the days that are coming ahead is The Hiding Place. That is a great book, and you should read it. Because I'm going to tell you what, he will hide you in the days ahead, in the secret place. Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for... Lord, your word, God. I'm not here to bring people down. I'm not here to bash on America. But God, all we need to do is look around us at how far we've fallen and how far we have turned from you. And God, I don't see any after all these things come upon us, God. 9-11, we flocked to the churches in droves, but there was no repentance. There was no repentance, not, not any deep, heartfelt repentance. There was in, in people, of obviously, individuals, but not as a nation. And we went further headlong into immorality. And then, Father, we've seen Katrina, entire, nations wiped, uh, entire cities wiped out. There was no turning, just, just little here and there. If anything, people have exited church more and more and more. And then we had covid and now they're saying millennials don't even want to be in church. They don't want to come back. That, 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 that the future is looking bleak for America. It's looking like Europe and going the way of England and other places where, 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 where there's just this decline of Christianity and the decline of, of, of the things of God. And, and, and Lord, we're just seeing, God, this turning away in a time when these things ought to be shaking us and turning us back to you and saying and waking us up and saying, my goodness, look how far we have turned from God if we turn I read the scriptures if we turn back to God he will receive us if we turn back to God he'll remove the moth if we turn back to God he will he'll bless our cities again and he'll 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 take care of us and he'll take the the mildew and the blight and the and the mental illness and all these things that that we, that we brought on ourselves away God help us to turn 
Help us this 4th of July to, to, to turn. Help us to heed the warning of our fathers, our founding fathers, God. And help this nation, God. The world needs America. It needs this nation, God. I'm not saying that in a prideful way, but God, if you, you don't ultimately need this nation. You can, you, can, you can tear one down and raise up another. But God, America has been good for the world. When this nation, when, 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 when this nation loses its godliness, God, then the vacuum will be filled by a lot of evil. And that's what we're seeing today, God. We're seeing things set up for the rise of the Antichrist and so many other things, God. And Lord, we just want to, as believers, you, you said where the Spirit of the Lord, uh, where there's a flood, the Spirit of the Lord comes in and, and, and is the standard. And God, that's us. We, we are that standard that's being pushing back the evil and withholding the evil from this society. So God, raise up the church and waken the church out of our apathy and our lukewarmness and let us stand in this society once again. Lord, as lights in a darkened world. And God, fill us with your power and your spirit and let us push back the tide of immorality and evil and stand for truth no matter what it cost us in these last days, Father. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. We give you the glory. In Jesus' holy and mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen.